0: Today on The Breakdown, it's the number one ranked GPI player in the world, Alex Foxen, playing in the $300,000 Super High Roller Bowl at the Aria. And they're at the final table. And his opponent, really opponents, are two of the most well-respected, most decorated. These guys have made lots of money. It's Igor Kurganov and Ike Haxton. They get involved in a hand here at the final table. There's so much money on the line. It's good stuff, and we're going to break it down for you right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levin. Hey, good stuff! I almost burst out laughing when I said that. I don't know how I held it. You couldn't it think together. of anything else to say. I was just like, i like, I'm done. Can we get out of here now?" It's good stuff. It's good stuff. What else is there
1: to say? I don't really have anything more to say about this hand. It is good stuff. It is. And we have a lot to say about the hand. Of course. we're about to say. And uh, it was suggested by Ben Page. Mr. Page. Paging Ben Page. Mr. Ben Page. He must have gotten a lot of those jokes back
0: when pagers were a thing. Well, they were paging people um, in, like, hotels and things like that, which was different. That was a different kind of... Before pagers, even. Oh, you mean, like, sending a page. Um, not like that, actually, but yes, that too. No, like in like from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which I guess you've never seen. No, why would I see so that? So there's a classic bit in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. This is way... You know what? It's not worth getting okay. it.
1: It's way too But I long. have to know what you mean if it's not sending so a you page. Could,
0: so you could say, like, paging Mr. Uh, ben Page, and that means, like, Ben Page, we're calling for you. But it's like you just in you'd physically, yeah, yeah. In so that
1: sound goes in every room. What are you um, saying? Not in
0: every room. No, no. They're just like on, over the like the loudspeaker, like in the, the loudspe- lobby, in the, in the lobby. lobby. Yeah. This is what happened in the Peewee's Big Adventure. Where now? I'm gonna, so Peewee gets put into his into a movie, and he wants to. He, it's the it's the Peewee story, but you know he's got a voice. That's you know you know Peewee's voice, right? Yeah. So they can't make him the star, but they promise he'll get into the movie. And so there's a bit when he comes on and he works for the hotel and he puts his. He stands in front of a microphone and he says, and it's clearly not his voice. He says, paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Pee-wee Herman. And it's very much not his voice. And it's it's an amusing moment. See, I, I went there
1: after all that. So, You're welcome, America. So are you basing this all on that yes. movie? Yes, I Have am. Have you ever actually heard any sort <laughs> of... Of course well, not. That's, that's like from 1942 no, or something. I think that's not even a thing. It's a thing. It's no. a thing. It was in a movie. It why has would to be ho- real. Okay. If hotel lobbies had that at that back time. Back then. Back then. Why would they not still have it?
0: Why would they not still have it? Yeah. I don't have any answers.
1: Okay. So <laughs> it's d-
0: not a real thing. It's a thing. It was a thing. It's real. I'm, I'm dying on this hill. <laughs>
1: Smart. (laughs) They're really smart. (laughs) I mean, I believe they have that in airports. They certainly do, but they don't have that in hotels that I know. Paging the word paging. That's all we're talking about is the word paging, right? Well, I'm talking about the action that you described as paging, which is like calling somebody over the loudspeaker, right? Which I have never heard of ever happening in a hotel. hotel. That's fair i can't really think of well on the in the it happens movie it in happened airports, maybe casinos it can... happens
0: in lots of, i mean it happened in an aquarium once, but they paged my mother in an aquarium yeah once. sure it
1: can happen in any anything she
0: where she abandoned me. I was just standing there and suddenly I was all by myself i'm like six years old, man. I went up to the guards, the security guards told them i didn't I lost my mom.
1: This explains a lot <laughs> that moment of they trauma. paged my mom she showed up. <laughs> Not in a hotel though, because that wouldn't be a thing in a hotel. I mean it happened in the movie,
0: it means it probably happened in real life. Right, of okay. course.
1: <laughs> have you seen Thor Ragnarok?
0: Yeah. So what what's the problem? The
1: probably happened in real what, life. Which part of
0: have you seen Thor
1: Ragnarok? In fact, I yes. know you have, because yes. we
0: saw it together, did we not? Yeah. Were you there? In, uh, no. That with, was the the part
1: that's fake is like nobody's actually that good looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's not real.
0: <laughs> Dude. It, all right. You think it's Chris Hemsworth has been CGI'd up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, it's
1: not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. It's just not fair. All right. Ben Page.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah, this is who we are. Good job, Ben Page, ben, for suggesting this hand. It's got some interesting decisions in it. He's a Hall of Famer, Grant. He is. I, I don't know if we determined he was a, a true Hall of Famer yet or oh. if he's still playing. You know, he's like got a Hall of Fame career, but we're not. In, he's not yet inducted. Oh, I think at this point he's probably a first ballader, though. Like, everyone knows he's going to be a Hall yeah, of yeah. Famer.
0: Yeah. So, like, that's fine. Like LeBron. Like, right. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he could get shot tomorrow. He's Let's still going to be the as Hall as far of as LeBron.
1: <laughs> All right, let's we'll you're give right. him, no, we'll I'm give over him Kevin it. Durant. Like I'm, I'm Kevin Durant it. is definitely making the Hall of Fame, yeah. but he's ballot. not in it yet. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's So that's fine. Ben Page. Okay.
1: Unless you start suggesting even more and even better. you're yeah. Kevin Durant, you're not LeBron. I'm sorry, Ben. We love you, though.
0: Yeah. One day we'll figure out the Mount Rushmore of suggestors, but it ain't today.
1: But it's not today. Okay. All right. So
0: anyway, so of course he suggested it on Twitter. If you have a suggestion for the breakdown, tweet it at us, include a YouTube link, timestamp it. If you don't know what those things mean, You're very new to the show because we usually explain all these things. And you probably stopped listening already. (laughs) (laughs) So that's fine. Yeah. You can figure it out. Um,
1: All right. Let's get into this. All right. So it's uh, 10K, 15K with a 15K big blind Annie right now. There are seven remaining, which is the amount of players that were paid. So everybody's breathing a bit of a sigh of relief after bursting that over half a million dollar bubble. For sure. On a 300K buy-in. That's pretty nice. Um, We got Alex Foxen, who Jonathan mentioned is the GPI current leader. I don't know if he is anymore, but at the time that this tournament was happening, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he... I, I would guess he still is. Yeah. But anyway. He, he probably is. So basically, he's really good. Yeah. He starts the, the action off in the cutoff. He's got 1.8 million, so over 100 blinds. He makes it 35K with nine seven of diamonds. Cool. Yeah, no problems. Ike Haxton, although he's going to be a bit of a garbage human in this hand, a little spoiler, but... He makes the most strange decisions in this hand, I would say. Yes. This being the first, but not the most strange. He flats the small blind with ace-queen of clubs. He is super deep as well. Yeah. He has Foxen covered, I believe. Seems like a prime spot for a
0: three-bet. Against, yeah, especially against Foxen, who is very aggressive, plays a million hands. I'm really surprised Ike isn't three-betting here. They've already made the money, so there's nothing to protect against. How deep is between the two of those guys, what's the effective stack? Is Ike deep also? Yeah, Ike is deeper than Fox. Oh my gosh! So they're over. I don't know why he's calling here. Yeah, with Ace Queen of Clubs instead of. Okay, I guess he's protecting his calling range. I got nothing. I mean, yeah.
1: it could be. It's, right. okay, it's okay once in a while to call. You're with ready the sand. for his next decision because it's even weirder. Yeah. All right, so Ike calls with Ace Queen of Clubs. Igor Kurganov, super high rolling legend and man who reads souls. There's that classic hand against yeah. Ola Shemian where he's like oh, you didn't do it this time. And he like hero calls him That's just right. by staring at Ola. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it was like rounders, you know? It's like, nah, you didn't do it this time. It was, it was pretty good stuff. Yeah. He's got 1.6 million in front of him, so also over 100 blinds. This tournament is very well structured, and I guess it should be if you're paying 300k. Uh, he's got king eight of diamonds. He defends, makes sense. Everything's pretty normal except for Ike's call here. Pot's 120,000. The flop is... Nine of hearts, six of spades, five of clubs. So, pair and gutshaw for Foxen, gutshot for Igor, nothing for Ike except for a backdoor flush draw and two overs. And this is the thing that we could spend a half hour on, but let's not. Okay. But Ike with ace, queen of clubs, nine, six, five, rainbow board, is going to lead into the field. Yeah. That's 30K into 120 with ace, queen of clubs. What the hell is going on? Ike Haxton is making weird decisions. He made weird decisions in that Adrian Mateos hand that we did earlier as well, where he, he like C bet fifty five K after Oh yeah and, and the big blind was fifty K. Yeah, the, that was the Min Open was for a hundred K and he C bet fifty five K into something like two fifty. He's experimenting with super, super tiny sizing, I guess. But also this is a weird time to lead. Yeah. I guess he thinks I mean, this board hits him.
0: I mean, he thinks this board is good for him. It's also obviously good for Kurganov. Yeah. And it's bad for Foxen, right? I mean, that's what he's thinking. And so he's deciding with his overs and backdoors, I guess just one backdoor. The one backdoor. backdoor. not flush, draw. Uh, and, and backdoor, not flush, period. Uh, it's enough that he's going to win a fair amount of the time when he bets. And he thinks, like, when he gets called, he improves in ways that are hard to see, which is kind of cool. Like, if an ace comes, he's often going to have the best hand. But... It's going to be really hard to put him on an ace if he
1: checks, for example. But if or... he keeps betting and an ace comes yeah. and foxes the caller, it's like, well, you have better than an ace, or you're bluffing.
0: I mean, my problem with this really is, what is I like, supposed to have? What is I like, flatting with from the small blind? And my my thought is a lot of medium pocket pairs. So he has sets, right? Yeah. Sets and then pairs with straight draws,
1: and he probably has seven eight suited too for this. The straight. Okay, yeah. sure.
0: So, but that's a that's a really strong range. But so maybe he thinks like he's got a lot of that and not very much of. Of like the ace queen type hands, actually, so it's like really weird for him to like be donking with this hand, this part. Sure, of but range. does that
1: matter when this is all over Kurganov's range? And well, it's also all over, but it's all it's all over both of them. Yeah, and Foxen, of course, has this board in his range. We can see he has nine. Sure, but he's
0: also got a lot of other things. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a curious lead for it's sure. It's
0: unusual for sure, especially with ace queen specifically.
1: But let's forget about that for a second. Okay. So Ike leads with 30K with Ace King. He lights the, the powder cake. He gets things started. Right. Uh, Kurganov flats the 30K with his gut shot. Because he, he's got the king-headed diamonds? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. He has no back door, but he does have the gut shot. He's just calling for the gut shot, maybe to make a move. I don't know. Foxen's, um, yeah. Foxen's going to raise. Another interesting decision. Really interesting Top decision. pair no-kicker, but he does have a gut shot with it. Yeah. 9-7 suited on a nine six five this is, board.
0: It's very cheap to close the action right here for Foxen, and he's choosing not to do that.
1: He raises to 110. K, do you think this is all based on Ike's sizing? We've seen players raise with hands you don't expect them to against Ike's tiny sizing. That's what happened with Mateos, yeah. too. I mean,
0: maybe it is, but it's really weird to me to think that you'd be able to actually be reading much into Ike's sizing. Like, isn't Ike way too good for that kind of stuff? You would think? I would think. I'd really, really be concerned about reading into Ike's sizing most of the time. Maybe in particular, especially now that the bubbles burst. If the bubble hadn't burst, maybe that would be different. But with the bubble burst and now they're just playing again and everyone's deep, I don't know why I, don't know why I would be reading into his sizing so much. I mean, if he was that obvious, he'd be getting destroyed.
1: It's possible that Foxon has been noticing that Ike is making a lot of range advantage plays. Yeah, and he's trying to do them cheaply like this, mm-hmm. and he wants to just kind of get rid of the riffraff and get heads up with Kurganov or just take it down.
0: I mean, there's going to be a lot of bad cards, clearly, for Fox and yeah. on Turns and Rivers, right? Like, a lot. Right. And so that makes sense. Like, all the over cards are bad for him, and that's a lot of cards. He doesn't know where he is, blah, blah, blah. And this, he's like, yeah, if I take it down right now, that's fine. If I get action, that's fine. I can improve. You know, it's not so bad. Like, there are a lot of good cards for Fox, obviously. Well, really just eights and nines.
1: But seven, a seven might be good also. A seven might be good, and it would not because no. Kurganov has an eight. It certainly wouldn't, but it might be. All right, so that's the end of Ike's little experiment. He folds his ace-queen. Yep, now he has to fold. Now, Kurganov, it costs 30, and now it's 110, right? Yeah. So it's 80 more. How much is in the pot? In the pot is 120k to start. Then there's the 30 from Ike. It's another 60. The 30 from Kurganov and 110 from Foxen.
0: So like 290, two and yeah. it's 80 to win two ninety. But as Kurganov, we're going to be out of position. Is there a
1: diamond on the board? No. And it's going to be pretty obvious if we get there. Yeah. I don't. I think we're supposed to fold, right? Well, Kurganov doesn't fold, right? He doesn't call. He doesn't. He, ra- he raises. He does. Yeah. Oh. I did
0: not know that. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense to me than calling. Good. I'm glad he doesn't call because calling seems awful.
1: Kurganov raises. I thought he had called. Nope. Okay. 350. Really? Yep.
0: Holy moly. Really? Yeah. God, where was I? I
1: I watched him and said I must have gotten a call or something. Okay. Cool. All right. So this is uh, now a major situation. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that. Now it looks like Kur- Kurnov is basically repping the nuts now. He's repping the nuts. He probably could do this with top set comfortably. Okay. he's
0: Sure, but sometimes he's going to be re-raising top set pre. Do you think he could do it with middle set comfortably? If he knows Foxen, the answer is yes, right? And I assume he does. Yeah. So Foxen, if Foxen has this move in, it means he's got a lot of other moves too. That means so Kurnov can, can have any set maybe. Right. Of course, Kogunov may not be wanting to scare Foxen off when he's got sets here, right? That's the other problem. It's like, cool, Foxen's pretty wide. Foxen's going to have lots of things. I'm going to re-raise. He's just going to fold. That's going right, to suck. Right, but if
1: Foxen's going to be a guy who's going to raise two kings on this board in this situation, yeah. he's probably going to have to call three but sometimes because people are going to start doing it. You know?
0: Sometimes, yeah. That's
1: right. There's a lot of levels going on here, Agreed. obviously. He makes it
0: 350. Okay, cool. So Foxen now is like, what did I do? Yeah, Kurganov what is repping. Obviously,
1: a stronger hand than one pair. That is for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Kurganov would ever play five six, nine six, or nine five like this? I was wondering that. Um... If he feels like Fox has
0: a lot of one pair raises and like over pair raises in him, then I guess the answer is yes. Yeah,
1: I guess he does. I think you
0: should do it. I think like there's a lot of scary cards that are gonna that are gonna kill your action later if Foxen's got two queens.
1: This is also the time that it's okay to do it with a two pair hands, and it's not a disaster if it works out poorly for you because like we talked about previously, the payouts in this thing are pretty flat for a while. Mm. We've all made the money, it's like five hundred and twenty K or something. The next three money jumps are all two hundred and sixteen K. They're all the same money jump. Yeah, that's great. So it's like you can, you can take a bit of a more high variance line and not ICM suicide. Be like, okay, if you have my two pair beats, so be it, you know? Right. Basically, um, Kurganov is just
0: saying a version of, come on, Alex, like what are you even saying here? Like you're raising after Ike bets and I flat. Like this is all us. It's not you. What are you supposed to have, right? Like, fine, I guess you can have top sets. I mean, obviously, you, he can have all the things. He can, he can have, the have all the sets yeah. and the straight. But you have so many more hands than that. You know, of course, yeah. they all do, really. Ike is the one, actually, who sort of is the most likely to have a good hand here, I think. But right. he's the one who is the... I mean, I guess Kurganov doesn't have much either, but... No. Anyway, so that's why... And that's why Kurganov raises. Okay. So here we are. Here we are. He it's 350, and Alex is now like, man, Rats
1: rats that's what rats. he said and uh before we talk about what alex does let's talk about nitrogen sports poker room Ooh, a
0: cliffhanger i yeah. love it
1: we're gonna do some more cliffhangers now yeah six more ads per episode also get ready for that don't, i'm kidding i'm kidding it's that. a lie St- we're sticking with the format it's all good <laughs> at least for now what else is all good is nitrogen sports poker room
0: well that was clever and and a cool segue yes it is all good you guys like avocados yeah we do everybody likes avocados I'm speaking avocados. for everyone
1: Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is the avocados of online poker sites.
0: (laughs) Nice. What are the other sites? What are they? You know, rotten oranges. Oh, my God. Yeah. First of all, it's weird to pick a fruit, but you know what? When it's rotten, you got it. Yeah. Easy win for the avocados. So
1: go avocados, go Nitrogen Sports. Use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen for access to exclusive Poker Guys events that currently manifests as our... Monthly tournament at the end of every month on a Sunday, we have a tournament where the guarantee is 1,000 buy-ins. That means we would need 1,000 people to buy in to reach the guarantee that Nitrogen, for some reason, continues to guarantee. Every month. Every month. We've never gotten more than 83 buy-ins. So there's a lot of free
0: money there. There's free money? Come and get it. Now, it does cost you to play. However, it's unbelievably cheap. It's around 40 cents um, is your buy-in because it's a tenth of a millibit. It's totally worth doing. It's a lot of fun. It also doesn't even take that long because it's a turbo format. Yeah. So it's like an hour and a half even if you win.
1: Right. It's great. It, it get is... in there. Get you some freaking poker. Yeah. And also get some other stuff on nitrogen, sports betting, you know, casino gambling. Casino
0: games <laughs> such as blackjack. Blackjack. Other things. They have, I was going to say roulette. I'm not actually 100% I sure. I don't know, they know have if they have roulette. that. Or I know not. they have blackjack. They have dice games. I know they have, they have dice games of some sort.
1: Well, you can play them all. But use the link if you do, you jerks. Yeah. you Guys, you buttses, peoples. All right, avocado lovers. All right, let's move on. Okay. So Kurganov has made it 350K. He has King Eight of Diamonds. It's a 569 rainbow board, no diamonds. Kurganov has flatted. Foxen raised. Kurganov re raised to 350K. Foxen is now considering with just top pair and a gut shot. What do you want to do is Alex Foxen here?
0: I mean, what do I want to do? I want to fold. Well, of course, I want to cry and fold. I want to fold. Um, if, as, if Alex has been raising the flop a lot, and people are taking shots at him, or he believes people are sort of gearing up to take shots at him, he's probably supposed to call with this hand, um, but the problem with calling with this hand is we don't improve very much, and if Kurganov fires the turn big, we're just going to have to fold, right? Like, we can't really call down with this hand, can we? What's Kurganov even supposed to have right. that is, like, bluffy? He's got to have an 8 or a 7 in his hand. Not both, of course. An 8 or a 7 in his hand. Just be like, cool, I blocked the nuts, and I, have a, and I have a gut shot as a way to get out of this. Like, that's the only thing we can
1: beat, right? I mean, I guess you could have 3-4, the bottom end of the open under. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah. It's not, it's not a lot, right?
0: So we beat, So there's very few bluffs that right. really if, if make Kurg- a lot of and if Kurgunov sense. if Kurganov
1: has value, it's a real problem because we need runner-runner to beat a lot of his value. Right. We sure do. Well, not
0: necessarily, right? No, we can, we can make chop, We can
1: chop with his value yeah. sometimes. Or, or
0: if he has a set, we, can, we beat his all yeah. the sets and the two pairs and right. stuff like that when we, when we get there. I mean, Alex must be feeling like uh, Kurganov has two pair here and that nines and sevens are good for him sometime. Otherwise, I don't see how he can flat. He
1: that's just what, can't. That's right. what he does. Thanks for spoiling it. I never
0: said yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Well, the, obviously, we just did the ad. The hand's not going to be over yet. It might be. We might, we might throw a curveball here. Do a second hand or just nothing? Just Nothing. Be just they be... can
1: see how long it is. They have the app. It have tells you ever you. heard of dead airtime, Jonathan? Oh, that's brilliant.
0: Yeah. I have not heard of it, and I love you it. you got to be balanced. All right. Well, Poker Guys sign it out. <laughs>
1: How many of you actually <laughs> thought it was over? <laughs> that's pretty... F- I, wonder, I wonder if we got anybody to turn it off.
0: Oh, it would be such a victory. If
1: we we would there. already count as a listen, so it doesn't matter to us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's
1: all good. <laughs> and the ad already happened. All right, so Foxen calls. So, yeah, he must believe that Kurganov has a lot of bluffs. He must believe that Kurganov is doing this with any eight or any seven that he has.
0: Not any, but a, but, lot but of a bunch of them. A yeah, b- that, that's some, some. Foxen, of, them. of
1: course, does block the seven, which is a bit of an issue yes that also means he blocks the nuts which is good
0: he does block the nuts he can he's drawing to a very good hand the second nuts yeah which is good but you know i mean look if there weren't levels upon levels happening here this can't be a good call right against like a normal player who is not crazy this would be a fold right
1: i think almost every action on the flop was strange Ike betting. Kurganov Kurganov calling for 30K is not strange. That's not strange. Foxen raising was strange. Yes. Ike folding was normal. Kurganov raising was strange. And Foxen now calling the raise is strange. Yep. These guys are just on a different level, I guess, you know? Yeah, I guess. Because, damn, I mean, like, Kurganov correctly identified that Foxen is a bit wide with his protection-type range. I mean, this is just... Kurganov played this great, and this is supposed to work. Right. When Foxen does this, like, he did it. He,
0: like, figured everything
1: out, and Foxen's raising light, and... Foxen's on the next level. He's like, yeah, yeah I do have a pretty big protection-slash-value range here, but that means that, unlike everybody else who has that type of range, I can't fold to further aggression that often. Like, I can do it sometimes, but not that often.
0: Yeah, it reminds me... This is not a perfect example at all, but it reminds me of... We did an Australian Aussie Millions hand back in the day, and there was that one guy who was hyper-aggressive and opening every pot... He had, like, he opened, like, do six under the gun or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a Scottish guy.
0: I think so. And and the big blind called. Um, and the big blind, like, check raised the turn. And all our guy had was, like, third pair, no kicker. And he checked. And he bet called the turn. And it went check, check on the river, I think, and our guy yeah. won. But, like, our guy is, like, so clear. Like, I am, I put so many chips in the pot. People are taking shots at me. And I bet so often that, this is actually part of the range that I call with when I get check raised on the turn. Like, this absolutely no-value hand, you know, except I can only beat bluffs, and he, and hopefully, hopefully he's not bluffing with a better hand once in a while kind of a thing, you know? And, like, it was right, and it was pretty interesting. If so. I
1: remember that hand correctly, I think there were other elements there, too. Like, it was one of those spots where the guy was completely capitalizing on the Scottish guy's story, saying your story doesn't make sense, but yes. that then made the guy who was doing the check-raising story not make sense. I think that's true. And the Scottish guy figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: still, it was pretty interesting. A lot of times people figure it out and they throw the hand away anyway. You right.
1: I see it all like. the time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to this one. All right, so this pot is now massive. It's 850K. These guys each started the hand with over 100 big blinds. They started with like 160K effective, right? 1.6 million. 1.6 million, excuse yeah. me, effective. Kurganov was 1.6 million. Okay. The turn is the jack of hearts. That should never change anything. Although I guess maybe Foxen could have jack nine based on how he played nine seven. Maybe he only does it if he has a straight draw with the nine though. I don't know. Yeah. When he raises the flop. Kurganov kind of waves the white flag here. He checks.
0: Yeah. He's like, Oh, Oh, I see. You weren't, you have something. What does he think Foxen has? Kings. Do you think Foxen could have the nuts here? I mean, Queens, I guess. Um, could Foxen, yes. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if Foxen put in a four bet on the flop with the nuts.
1: Probably a set too, right? Foxen would probably just call with a set. I think
0: he'd call with a set because he could be up against the nuts. Yeah. And he wants to, there's just no reason to blow away all the rest of the range except the nuts or except, you know, like it's, like you're. he's in position. He's never going to miss bets if he's got the nuts or a set. And the pot's already inflated enough that he can get it all in without having to re-raise right now. I think he absolutely should just be flatting. I don't think he should really have a four betting range on this flop against Kurgunov. Well, should he have a betting range now that is checked to mm. him? I think he could bet some strong hands here. Like, if uh, nothing else, just to give himself a chance to get all in by the river. Like right now, he can't get all in. If he has, a, if he, if he has the nuts, I think he should be betting the nuts. If he has a set, I think he should be betting a set. Do you think he should be betting bottom set? I do. Okay. I do. Cause Kurganov's just going to bet middle set and top set in the nuts. Most, almost always, almost always. And you
1: know, if, if he's got a set over set or, you know, straight over set. So like, okay, it happens. Like it's a very strong hand. Okay. Yeah, and this is not the time where you need to protect your chips, like I was saying, because the money jumps don't get serious until later. And clearly, Foxen thinks he's got a crazy enough
0: image and an aggressive enough image that people are going to take shots at him. So he just can't fold hands that strong. He's got to get value for those
1: hands. All right. Well, that's all very interesting because Foxen checks back. Yes. If Kurganov thinks the same way that you do, which he thinks better than you, but he probably thinks a certain <laughs> certain type of similar way sure. that, that you do. Um he must be thinking, okay, Foxen is now capped at not having a super strong hand a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, he's almost... I mean, yeah. It's weird to say capped a lot of the time. Right. You know, but those two words sort of don't I mean, really go together. That's fair. But that's I hear fair. what you're saying. Um, it feels like we can, um, we can eliminate most of the strong hands, the very strong hands from Foxen's range when he checks back.
1: Right. So it feels like Foxen's just gone into pure bluff catching mode, and Kurganov probably recognizes that. Like, if Foxen had the nuts here, he'd bet something,
0: I believe. He might not bet huge. He might bet really small even to either induce or keep um, Kirganov around. But I think he bets something. I think that's true with sets, too. And probably even two pair of hands, yeah. honestly. So now it looks like most of the time the best hand he's got is one pair. Yep. That's what it looks like. Like, queens is reasonable. Yeah, aces reasonable. But he might bet queens and aces even once it's checked him. but he might not.
1: Uh, yeah, I can imagine him not. I can, see, I can
0: see him being like, I don't need to make this any worse than it already is. Yeah. I'll check back, and I can figure out what I want to do on the river. If it's checked to me, I can bet. If he bets, I can call. I'm going to keep it easier for myself rather than play a 200 big blind pot right. right now.
1: Not, not super frequently, but Kurganov certainly is going to have some check raises in him on the turn, even yes. after that flop line. I, I do believe that. I believe
0: he'll have... Um, I think he'll usually bet the nuts, but I don't think he'll always bet the nuts. Right. And I think he will
1: check raise the nuts most of the times when he's not betting it. Yeah, I mean, it would kind of fall in line with the way he just flatted Ike's initial bet, right? Like, just flatting the nuts. Right, if he actually had the nuts, which, of course, he just has King High with a gut shot.
0: Yeah, so he's giving up, but Foxen checks back to sort of protect himself, control the pot. If uh, Kurganov was bluffing, now he gets an opportunity to try and bluff again. Yeah. Right? There's lots of good things about... I mean, this check back feels very reasonable to
1: me. Oh, with 9-7, of course. Like, what are
0: we even... Like, the only thing we'd be doing is trying to fold out somehow, like... A better nine, but would Kurganov ever, in a million years, make it three fifty with just a better nine? It seems like you maybe can't really trying imagine to tell that.
1: a two street story to to fold out five six. Okay, but then he, you know, checked the turn, right? Kurganov? yeah. No, I know. I'm saying like sometimes he might he might check the turn with five six after he gets called for three fifty. Okay. Sure. So that that would be the point of betting the nine seven is all I'm saying. Like, that's oh, the only I, oh thing. I, I thought you meant from Kurganov's point of view. I, I, no, I, I, okay, you mean from, from Alex? Because that's of what it. you were saying, right? What what Alex is trying to fold out if he bets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe if Kurganov had five six, he could do. A, it probably wouldn't work on the turn, but you have to do the river too. Mm-hmm. That could be the plan, but he decides against that type of plan, because that's a really thin plan, so let's not do that plan, right?
0: And five six will probably feel obligated to bluff a lot on the river anyway.
1: Five six doesn't have to bluff; it has two pair.
0: Oh, hey, that's a good point. Trying to fold out five, six seems like a bad idea.
1: Yeah. To me. Like, let's not try and fold out two pair here. And he doesn't. Yeah. He checks. He's in bluff catching mode. The river is the six of clubs. Pair is the six. Okay. Kurganov has been emboldened by Alex's check checked turn. He may believe that Alex now has a lot of one pair hands, which he does have a one pair hand. Sure. He probably doesn't think it's nine, seven. He probably thinks it's an over pair. Yeah. And Kurganov is going to go for it. He's like, all right. I guess I can rep some stuff here. All right, don't tell me how much he sized it. I actually don't know. Okay. Um, all I knew is that he bet. Um, you know whatever. how much is in the pot? Uh,
0: why don't you tell me? He bet he made it 350, so it's going to be something like 810, something 850. like 850. 850, okay. I think he should bomb the hell out of this. How much does he have behind?
1: Uh, let's see. Kurganov started with 1.6 million. He's got like 1.2 million. Okay. And there's 850 in the pot. I think at least
0: Five, five fifty, something like that. Explain. Um, I don't want to make this an easy call. If I'm trying to fold that Queens, I can't make it like small enough. If I make it less than half the pot, it's just too easy to call. I know it's a big, big thing, but he already called three fifty. So I bet like four twenty five or something,
1: four fifty even. Just feels too easy to call. I can see the other side of it. Yeah. Where you're like, Looks bluffier. Well, if it looks like Foxen has a one pair hand like Queens. He, wouldn't you want to size it in a way that could get called by that hand mm. once Foxen kind of shows his turn? That's a fair point. Turn? That is a fair point. Like, wouldn't Kurganov want to say, like, okay, I do have five, six. I just made a full house. Right. I would love it if you called with Queens. If I make it 700 it's going to be really tough for you to call with that. I can't make it that much. But Queens does, yeah, that's true. The thing is, there's very few sixes that Kirganov has
0: in his range, right? Well, he's, not, five, repping, he's
1: not repping a six when he's betting.
0: No, I'm saying, but, like, full house is oh, even yeah. right? five, six, nine, six. That's almost all of it, right? I guess he can have pocket fives in his range and have decided to check the turn once in a while, but... Yeah, or he could have quad sixes, or he could have
1: a But set mostly of nines. he's going to bet all those hands he, on the turn. Yeah, I agree. This is the he problem. mostly is, but yeah. he, he can have them. He okay, yeah. be going for the check race. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he can. So if he had one of those monster hands, how much would he bet in reality if he thought Foxen mostly had aces and kings and queens? I'm thinking, uh,
0: he would probably not bet 550. He would probably yeah. bet less. Korkunov agrees.
1: Yeah. He bets 300. Wow, that's that's less than I would have thought. 300 to 850. I think it's kind of cool. you know. And it, always, yeah. it all goes back to what we've said before many times, the thing that Nigranu said. Yes, I was you just got, thinking you that. you got to figure out if your opponent is a math guy or a field guy. Right. And it's not fair to just have those two categories, because, of course, there's like amalgams. Of course, but...
0: Where do they lean, is the, is the question here. Right. Clearly, Kurgunov thinks Foxon leans towards feel rather than math, right? Because right. if it was math, he would size it up here. Yep. He'd be like, math guys think about, oh, God, I have queens and the price is bad.
1: Well, the, the best players in the world are both, right? Of course they are. But so Foxon is one of the best players in the world. He's but the question
0: player. is, what, what governs him? You know, what governs his thought process? Well, like the, he's going to think about both, but one of them is going to be more important to him than the
1: other, I right? think it's too simplistic to say it this way, though, because I think the feel determines the math because poker is made up of so much subjective math like you you, you decide your opponent has these combos versus these combos for yeah. value and bluffs and th- those are all subjective decisions right sure so the kurganov can influence the math through Foxen's feel of the hand when kurganov bets 300k Foxen can ask himself okay how often is he actually doing that as a bluff probably a lot less frequently than with other than if he had value. But
0: here's the problem with, I, I don't disagree, but here's the problem with that thought process, right? You can go level after level after level till the end of time and say, well, because and very well, just like what you even said, if he's going to, if I know he would bet 300 for 300 K, like all his really strong hands, then he has to make his bluffs that against me. And he knows that. So of course all his bluffs are bad. Yeah. Like you can just do that forever. Right. And that's why I think, um, a lot of players are ultimately going to fall back on math, more more strict math stuff, instead of getting level after level after level. Now, Foxen seems to be deeply involved in a leveling war here. Yes, he does. So I will acknowledge that. And so so, do Ker- so does Kurganov, right? So that maybe changes it. But as a general rule, like, man, you could just keep going, well, if he thinks that I think that he thinks that I think, you, just, you, can, you can
1: make it a ca- case for anything, right? And that's problematic. I agree. I, agree. I don't think there's a ton of use of us trying to analyze leveling war from from our armchairs yeah. because a leveling war changes minute to minute. And it's possible to make a play that makes sense in the leveling war, even though you can say, like, you can do back and forth and back and forth. But whatever has happened most recently in the perception of the players actually does have an effect.
0: No, no question about yeah. it. I, I totally agree with you. Um, and Kurganov may be aware, like, this size means something to Fox and like based on how often he's bet this percentage of the pot on the river at this table even. And like what Fox seen seeing him turn over or not, you know, versus other sizings, um, Kurganov's aware of. So yeah. like maybe he's really aware of that. And so that's like very recent history, even if not necessarily with each other because Fox is watching every hand. Sure. Kurganov knows exactly what sizing he's doing as a percentage of the pot on the river when he's betting, you know, and, and what he's done so far at this table, like these guys know all this stuff. Right. And so that's where this stuff comes into play. And we don't know the answers to this, of course. But if Kurganov has bet this percentage of the pot, you know, and shown up with value, that makes it stronger, right? If he's shown up with bluffs, but again, you could level yourself those ways too, of of course. And this is the problem. But, but yeah, but I completely agree with you. There are absolutely times I've made plays at the poker table where I know if someone was just watching, it looks. Absurd, bad, ridiculous. But it completely makes sense based on exactly what's been happening with this guy. And of course you would always do this if you could like if right. you knew all that data. Of course you're gonna re-raise this guy who in and I'd spot you'd never other re-raise, for example. Never ever otherwise right. re-raise.
1: I, in a small tournament, my most obviously like anybody who's watching would be like, What the hell just happened? Leveling thing I did was raise ace queen, which was not no pair on the river for value against a player who I thought would be playing a weaker ace high like yeah. that, and he called. Yeah. like And, it, of course, that's absurd, in, like, without any context. Right. But the leveling war was such that it felt right. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think... what, But forgetting all that, I think... Kurganov choosing the sizing leads me to believe he's trying to do the thing where he's saying, yeah, how much would I bet to get called by an overpair? Right. You know, that's, that's often the way
0: I size it in tournaments as well. Like what would I be if I'm betting for value? What is it going to look like? And I just bet it that way against thinking players and let them have to do all the work. Right. But that, that seems to make more sense to me than trying to size people out of things because I don't know. It's cheaper when you're wrong also, which is nice (laughs) when it doesn't work, you know, but, um, yeah, I try, and make the, I try and make all the bets look the same. Like, oh, I'm going for like, this level of
1: value here, and uh, if I have a bluff, I have a bluff. You know? Right. I'm going to do it the same way. All right, so if Foxen is a math guy, or more specifically a GTO guy, this should be effective because Foxen would use distribution a lot of the time mm-hmm. to help make him make this decision, Yeah, and he is very low in his distribution. That is true. He is very,
0: very, very low in his distribution. Very low. He might be at the bottom. I would guess he can also have... If he can have 9-7, he can also probably have 5-7 and 6-7. Okay.
1: But Maybe yeah, but he's near the bottom. Assuming he opens those. We're not entirely sure he opens those in the cutoff. I mean, he's definitely opening 5-7 suited, 6-7 suited.
0: He's yeah, opening 9-7 he suited. Right. And by the way, also, 6-8 suited, 9-8 suited, these are all the same hands, right, ultimately? yeah, Yeah. 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 I mean, except the 9s are better than the 5s and 6s. Right. Yeah. But, of course, I'm saying 6-8 suited, but, of course, if he had a 6 in his hand, that would be a good hand now. Yes, it would. And it is no longer. Li- so now we're down to 5-8 suited and 5-7 suited. I don't know if he's opening 5-8 eight eight suited. suited. I
1: don't know. And the cutoff, I don't know either. He might be. I actually think he might have been in the hijack. I wrote cutoff. Oh, but yeah. I think it was actually hijack. Okay. So that changes I don't know. it changes a little bit. Either way, he has the overpairs. He has pocket 10s in his range. He has some hands that are very strong that he will check back the turn with. Even sure. Even though he decided he's usually betting those. He's going to sometimes Yeah. This is probably a fold based on distribution. Yes. Now, he is getting a
0: cherry price. It is like a Bing cherry. I mean, really, he's getting almost four to one to call. It's a very good price. So, So that makes distribution... You can go further down in your distribution if you're doing math, right? You can say I can call with a lot more things now. Yeah. Right? Just like the break even thing would be I'm supposed to call with like minimum defense frequencies kind of stuff. He's supposed to call with you know 75% of his hands here, right? Yeah. was it no it's three to one, right? So minimum defense frequency is more like 50%. In this
1: case? In this case, no. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Uh, specific
0: and actually it's even better, right? Because he's getting three to one.
1: So beautiful, man. Yeah, all right, so there's there's that. The distribution thing is not ideal for him, though. And then you have to wrestle it with two competing things, the flop and the turn. On yeah. the flop, what was represented by by Kirganov was such a strong hand, and it mm-hmm. seemed like it would be very hard for him to have bluffs there, right? Yeah. And on the turn, he checked, and it, that just felt like a give-up. It
0: really felt like a give-up. So, And it's very strange to think... Why wouldn't he bet something on the turn with his very strong hands? He didn't have to bet big, but he knows I have something. I called the three bet on the flop. If he has the nuts or a set, in what world would he be going for another check raise? Why wouldn't he just go bet bet and get huge value, get two more streets of huge value rather than going for a second check raise, which is what you'd imagine he'd be doing if he had those hands? Um, He may lose me. Like, I'm going to fold queens a lot if he check raises That's again. true. is not it? Isn't it make much more sense? Let's say he bets 200 on the turn. I'm forced to call with my queens. Then he can bet 400 on the river and take almost all my chips, right? Or at least try. Yeah. That makes so much more sense with a strong hand. So the story from Kurganov is quite questionable now.
1: Right. I think maybe Kurganov now fell into the thing where... He decided on the turn that Foxen was mostly one pair of hands, and he's like, well, that's a range that I just have to take a shot against. Right. But Kurganov's story ends up not making that much sense because he checked the turn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed.
1: And ultimately, Foxen figures that
0: is the most likely thing, and he calls. This is one of the great things that position really nets Foxen. Here, yeah. Right? Being out of position, I think, it would be much harder for him to win this pot. But... You know, like, Kurgunov just knows he can't win if he checks, and he doesn't know what Foxen's going to do, and it's going to be so hard. So he just feels, like you said, obligated to take this shot, and Foxing has gotten the opportunity to see all these actions play out in the order that they're in, and it makes it much easier to make a decision where he can call.
1: He does tank for a while, but he does ultimately sure. call. Sure.
0: I mean, it ends up being a really big pot, like a really important Oh, yeah. That, pot.
1: that hurts Kurganov a lot. You hurt one of the best players in the world with seven left in this big event. That's pretty good. Yeah. And
0: Foxen's going to ride this pot to second place in this yeah. event
1: in millions of and dollars. And lose to the
0: weird guy, Ike Hexton, who
1: does the weird stuff with Ace Queen. I mean, you know, call him weird. Say say all, whatever you want. He wins. Yeah. He's good. He's really good. Yeah. Foxen is too. Yeah. So is Kurganov. Anytime
0: these guys are doing really, uh, Things that feel non-standard, which this hand has good examples of from all the players, actually. Yeah. Which is really cool. The flop alone is an example of all the players. Uh, And, you know, it's easy for us to say, well, we don't like this, and you probably shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. But these guys are operating on different levels, and there's huge dynamics with each other. They play against each other all the time in these higher roller events, right? High roller events. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to tend to believe that, like, all the stuff Ike's even doing makes sense from where he's coming from, the dynamics that are in play. I because absolutely think that's the he's case. He's the yeah. frickin' man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just just want to declare that.
1: All right. Well, that was a nice call by Foxen. Yeah. I doesn't... think it's a play that's usually going to work for Kurganov. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to work on the flop. Yeah. It's just supposed to end it on the flop. It is. Not this time. And Kirkunov didn't get to get second.
0: Music is my sunlight. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue I'm sipping on liquor. A quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took him on a minor break. But I'm back to claim the throne. And going to be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home.